when I won the Royal Rumble, it just rocked my world. It just came out of nowhere almost for me. And I remember winning and just being happy about winning the Royal Rumble. And then I looked and saw the WrestleMania, so I'm like, oh wait, oh, oh, this, I'm going to WrestleMania. And I'm like, wait, what is happening right now? Then I was made eventing WrestleMania and then I won. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Out of Character. I'm your host, Ryan Satin, and today we are joined by the EST of WWE, the Raw Women's Champion. You gotta put it up for a second. Bianca Belair. I think this might be the first time we've spoken where it wasn't via Zoom. Yeah, I think <laughs> it was during the pandemic era, so yeah, we, weird time. Yeah, and we, I think, it's funny, you know, in the build-up to WrestleMania 37, we did the, the like, diary thing, and we talked, like, every week. And then I was, and then since then, I've just seen your career just skyrocket. You know, like I feel like WrestleMania 37 happened and you've just been on this like roller coaster of life ever since. Has it felt that way for you since winning the title there? Yes, it's definitely been a roller coaster, but except for like roller coasters, they go up and they come down. I'm just like still just go, go, going up, but at like a, at a fast speed. So yeah. So I guess it's more like having like the, the rocket strapped to you. You're exactly. just kind of flying up. You're just gonna like keep going. Ship. <laughs> but I feel like it's got to be, uh, you know, for you, someone who wants to achieve greatness, mm -hmm. wants to, you know, go forward in their career. I feel like you're someone who takes on all these different things because you enjoy it. I do. I, I enjoy being busy. Um, I love being productive. I love making my world as big as possible and ac accomplishing as many things as possible inside and outside the ring. So my husband always jokes, he's like, you, you, you like to be tired. <laughs> I'm like, I know, I do, I get it from my daddy. <laughs> Your dad was like that too? Yes, he's still like that. He's still like that? Still like that, yeah. Like multiple, just like, just a bunch of different fires going on? Bunch of different projects going on. He's like, he, he as a kid, like I watched my dad, like he worked on everybody's car, like so he knew how to work on cars. He built our, our back deck. He, he built furniture. He did everything in the house. Like my dad was like the DIY king before like DIY was like a trendy thing. And so he was just always busy. So that's where I get it from. Were you a fairly busy kid too? Yep. Doing all the sports, doing all the academics. Yeah, my parents were the type of parents where they were like, put her in everything, and then she can decide, you know, what she's good at and what she likes. So as a kid, like, I never had downtime. I went to school, and then I went to, I did gymnastics, um, I, and I wouldn't get home till like nine o'clock at night to like do my homework. But I was the kid in high school who I played basketball and I did cheerleading. So I would play. Exactly. Yeah, I was like, wait, what? So I would play the JV, the JV game for the girls, okay. and then I would play the varsity game for the girls. And then after the game, I would go in the locker room and change into my cheerleading uniform, and then I would cheer for the boys. That's crazy. And then it was also during indoor track season. So during the week, <laughs> I would do cheerleading practice, basketball practice, and then I would go to track practice. Wow. So that's just been my life. Like, I've always been someone who's just been go, 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 and do as many things as possible. That's just been me. Yeah, when I, that, that explains a lot because when I, because I was, when you did the fitness competition, I remember thinking, wasn't she already very busy? 
How, and I thought, like, why would she even? That takes a lot of extra time. It does. It does. I was in, like, this space where, you know, like I said, I just want to accomplish as many things as possible inside and outside the ring. And I was talking to Bobby Lashley one day at, at TVs, and I was telling him how I was, like, getting interested in, like, the physique world and the fitness world. And he mentioned the organization that I got my pro card in. And um, after you put an idea in my head and somebody tells me, I don't know if you can do that, I'm like, well, now I'm going to go do it. <laughs> and I did it. And I did it during a rough time, during, like, I had the ladder match with Bailey, and we went to Saudi Arabia and had the last women's standing match. And so having to, you know, train and find time to – I would sometimes get in to my hotel at 1 o'clock in the morning. I'm at the hotel gym doing my cardio to get it in and meal prepping. And it was rough, but it was, like, a personal journey for me because – we all know, like, I've been very open about, like, I struggle with eating disorders, and I had a very unhealthy relationship with food, so I was like, this is a personal journey for me. I want to see if I can face my fears of dieting and stay in control, and I did it, and it was, like, the most amazing feeling ever. It was it was an amazing journey for me. That's cool to hear, because I'm someone who keeps, like, trying to push myself, and then I just don't do it, <laughs> and I go, like, oh, man, I should probably just do it. She's ten times busier than I am, and she was able to do it. Look how buff you are now, dude. Like, you were already fit. You were already in insane shape, and now I'm looking at you, and you're, you're like, massive guns now. I'm in the gym, you know? I'm seeing Rhea Ripley on the other side, you know? I'm always, we're, like, always secretly competing with each other. She's, like, putting up videos of her bench pressing all this weight. I'm like... I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to bench press that much too, you know? <laughs> I love that competitive spirit. Oh, yeah. I'm the same way. I, I, like, I, you're supposed to be like, oh, be supportive of your peers. I'm like, I'm supportive of them. Yeah. But I just want to do better. Yes, exactly. <laughs> That's what competition is. Yes. There's nothing wrong with competition. I watched that video because you talked about all the things you did in that time. And I got tired just watching that video, <laughs> dude. Because it's like, you can see you're like media, working out, yeah. traveling. Saudi Arabia, making gear, eating salads, like, you know, like. <laughs> that was it. Were you, I feel like you gotta be, like, what, what's that diet consist of? It's a lot of, <laughs> it's a lot of just balance for the most part. And it's a, um, like for breakfast, it was a lot of oatmeal and like plain oatmeal. Oatmeal and egg whites, uh, which now like I crave oatmeal now all the time. And for lunch, it was lots of like baked chicken and vegetables, a little bit of rice. And for dinner, it was like fish and vegetables. But I had an amazing coach who understood that, you know, WWE was my priority. And, it, it, and my competition was actually a week uh, after War Games. So the War Games match was a week before my competition. Yep. And I was the very first one in War Games and lasted the whole match. And I was like, okay, um, I'm struggling right now. But he understood, I was like, listen, I have to be healthy enough and have enough energy to keep myself safe and the girls I'm in the ring with safe. Um, he was very good at making sure that I had enough energy, but I still looked great. Like, I look back, I was like seeing the tweets at the War Games match, people were like, Bianca Belair is jacked, what's going on, you know? Cause <laughs> I'm like, okay, that gives me confidence. But it was rough, it was rough, it, but it was very rewarding. Yeah, no, you do look, I'm telling you, dude, like, yeah, you know, you look jacked for sure, dude. Like, I definitely, like I said, we did all those interviews leading up to WrestleMania 37, and it's not like you weren't buff, but now that, like, I see the arms in person, because I saw it on TV, too, but, like, in person, you're like, oh, she kicked my ass, dude. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> you know, in talking about WrestleMania 37, how much, you know, how, how good did it feel to know the company 
was putting their faith in you going forward? It felt amazing. Uh, you know, I had been in on SmackDown maybe a couple of months before Royal Rumble happened. And so when I won the Royal Rumble, it just rocked my world. It just came out of nowhere almost for me. And I remember winning and just being happy about winning the Royal Rumble. And then I looked and saw the WrestleMania and I'm like, oh wait, oh, oh, this, I'm going to WrestleMania. And I'm like, wait, what is happening right now? Then I was main eventing WrestleMania and then I won. And um, it just rocked my, my world. And um, it, it's, I'm like, okay, they have faith in me. Uh, so I, I got to run with this, you know? And I've always lived by the, the motto, like you stay ready so you don't have to get ready because opportunities come like, they can come out of nowhere yep. and you have to be ready. And so, you know, I live by that and I'm like, okay, they have, they have this faith in, in me and let's, let's run with it. Let's roll with it. Let me, let me prove, let me show that, that they made the, you know, that this was the right decision to make. And then um, SummerSlam happened. And then I was like, okay, that, that just kind of like messed with me a little bit. Like, was I doing something wrong? Like, I thought I was doing everything right. And, you know, and then, you know, had to rebound from that. So I feel like, you know, pro wrestling can be a bit of a, a safe way of wording this. Like a like a mind uh, like it messes with your mind. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna use a bad word that I was trying to uh, where's the PG version of this? But it can mess with your mind when you're living these characters 24-7 to a degree. Yeah. And then when something like that happens, you go, well, wait, is that a story or is that a me thing? Exactly. And, and you have to keep your perspective in, in the right place. So, and that's exactly what happens. You have to understand like WWE, what, what it different, what it, how it differs from like when I was a collegiate athlete, right? Like I trained and I go out there and I compete and my hard work pays off immediately, or it doesn't. And here it's kind of like, it's a mix between, like you said, is it me or is it storyline? And you have to figure out like what's your what's your role in this, and then play that role, and that's how you get your satisfaction out of it. And um, you know, it's it's a lot that has to do with like a mixture between talent and opportunity and timing. It's those three things that mix in together. And sometimes when you think it can be the worst thing that's happening, and then it flourishes into this beautiful year-long storyline, and it all comes full circle. And that's what it did for me. Uh, but in the moment, it can be tough. Like that 26 seconds moment was tough for me. And I remember going to my husband and, you know, we always allow each other to vent. And then we're like, okay, I'm, I'm validating your feelings, but how do we get out of this? Like we can't stay here in this mindset. Let's look at the bigger picture. And then John Cena was there and he pulled me aside and he talked to me and he like really helped me with my perspective of that and it's going to carry with me for the rest of my career. But yeah, it's, it's a mixture between like storyline or is it me? Which that, one? <laughs> that's so cool that you had John Cena pull you aside like that. Yeah. yeah. That's got to be, that, that probably helped. I, I can imagine a lot. Oh yeah, it definitely helped. And I always looked up to John Cena. Like John Cena is someone who's like, he's a student of the game no matter what. Like even when he comes back, he's in front of the TV backstage, like watching all the matches, even like at live events, he'll go and he'll be on, on the main event matches. And he's always just like watching and being a student. And then like he's sharing his knowledge with us. So he's like a gem in this business. And he, he gave me some gems that night. I actually, you know, now that you say that, I, you kind of remind me of like a female John Cena to agree, not the character or anything like that, but in terms of like overcoming the odds, you know, uh, strong, you know, the uh, fans behind them has like a real fan support, you know, and I think that uh, you kind of like, I, can, I, I feel similar vibes of like unbeatable most of the time. 
Uh, so that's cool of all people that he did that. Yeah. Um, okay, so you just mentioned year-long story after the 26 seconds. Mm -hmm. So do you feel, so now in retrospect, you're much better about how it all played out now? You feel like it kind of worked the way it needed to work? I feel like it all worked out. Um, and a lot of that had to do with, with, with Becky Lynch too. Like she is someone who, who fights for like women's wrestling, but she also fights for others in the locker room. And um, she had a, a whole lot to do with, with bringing that full circle and making it work out the way that it did. And I've learned so much from her, but yeah, like in hindsight, looking back is like, that 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 was probably the best thing that could have happened to me, right? Like you can't be superwoman all the time, and, and you got to overcome some odds, and and I was able to do that, and then it turned into this beautiful like storyline, and and we were able to go to WrestleMania, and then we end up cutting hair, and <laughs> and um and then now I'm you know one back to back at WrestleMania, and, and now I'm the Raw Miss Champion, so it it definitely like worked out in a perfect way. Does that back-to-back -back at Mania give you added pressure for this year's WrestleMania? It does. <laughs> oh my goodness. So after WrestleMania 38 with Becky, when I won, um, someone that came up to me, they're like, you're basically Miss WrestleMania now. I was like, oh, I am. And now this WrestleMania is happening. And it's so much pressure just all around, right? Like I, I main evented the first WrestleMania. Like I started main eventing <laughs> yes. and I won the title. And then, um, you know, fast forward to 38, and then I won the title at, at WrestleMania 38. Had a, this grand entrance with the HBCU band. It's Which like, was so sick. Thank you. I, like, I, I still get goosebumps thinking about that entrance. Um, and now this WrestleMania, I'm like, hey, how am I going to top it with the entrance? How am I going to top it with the gear? How am I going to top it with the match? Like, and now I like I, your order went from entrance, gear, then match. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and then it's like, now I have to go three-peat, right? Yes. You know, I have to go three-peat. You have to. So it's a lot of pressure. And I also, you know, I heard Charlotte talking in another interview. I, well, I, I read it. I didn't hear her. I read it where she was talking about... Um, the two of you and how like that, it seems like that's definitely a future WrestleMania yeah. match, it feels like. Yeah, definitely. I mean, everybody has always asked, what's your dream like WrestleMania match? And I say, Blair, Bel Air versus Flair. Like that's, I think that's like another main event WrestleMania match. Uh, you know, Charlotte Flair is one of the first women that I looked up to when I got to NXT. You know, um, I saw myself in her. You know, Ric Flair is her father, but some people, a lot of people tend to forget she has zero experience coming in as well. She was also a collegiate athlete like me. And so when I got into NXT and I saw her on Raw and, and, and SmackDown and being champion, I'm like, she was in the position that I'm in right now. And so that's where I was like, that's where I want to be. And when I finally get to being on the same stage as her, that's when I know I've done something right and I've made it. And so now I'm here. And so now she's like the last four, ho four horse woman that I haven't defeated. And she's the most decorated women, woman in women's wrestling. So I think it's like, it's really cool how she's the last one that I'm chasing. And I would love for that to be a WrestleMania match. I think it'd be like one of the biggest women's matches in history, you know? And I just, uh, to have, to be able to conquer her one day and she's like at that mountaintop, it lets me know that like, I'm there, I did it. Because uh, the four horsewomen, they've done so much for this women's division. So to have my name in that conversation would be everything. 
Yeah, it, I remember the interview we did. It was in the lead up to WrestleMania yeah. 37 when you were kind of like first started saying, I want to beat all the four horsewomen. Yeah. And now we're here two years later and you got three out of four I got of them. three. That's impressive. Yeah, three. <laughs> like that. A lot of people make goals that are big goals like that and they never get accomplished. <laughs> like we're two years later and you're like, well, I'm almost there now, yeah. you know? I gotta think of a new one now. <laughs> no, like two years, I thought it was gonna be like five, right? ten. Right, <laughs> when you said it to me, I thought the same thing. I was like, probably gonna take her a little bit to do that. And then yeah. got Sasha right away after that. You you, you know, you've had the few with Becky, now you have the one with Bailey. I was like, well, all right, yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, it's cool. I had to pinch myself one like every now and then I had one interview where a lady asked me like so are you are you thinking about retiring soon I'm like I've only been doing this for three years like what are you talking about like no I know I've accomplished a lot but it's a lot more than I want to accomplish I'm very blessed that's so funny because I was just talking to Charlotte Flair yesterday and or whenever the interview aired and and uh she she said the same thing where she's like people are always like trying to like retire me and I don't understand why yeah. we've barely been doing this yeah like we're gonna keep going right you know, they, they like Becky and Charlotte and Bailey. I mean, they, I feel like they still have just scratched the surface of what they can do for this women's division. So. Yeah. The fact that they've been in there for 10 years now, yeah. yeah, basically like 10 years now, and still have so much left to do, it's crazy. I mean, those, those four very much like pushed re women's yes. wrestling forward. Yeah, definitely. And it's like, it's, it's a, uh, you know, I never, I always think that like their legacy is gonna be something that is like, gonna be very important in the future. Yep, it is. Uh, so, okay, I have a question. So you're doing a reality show, right? I am. How did that come about for you? <laughs> or has it been fun filming it? What do you, how are you feeling about it? It's been about two years in the making of just like talking about it. Um, you know, we did a sizzle reel where they kind of like came to us at first, like about two years ago with the idea of it. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know if I want to do a reality series. And they're like, well, just do the sizzle reel. And, we, we don't know. We'll see where it goes. And so we did the scissor reel, and it got picked up. And so I'm like, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh-oh. Okay. So I guess we're doing this. Um, but we are actually starting filming at Royal Rumble. Okay. Uh, that's going to be our first episode. And it's happening. And I'm excited, but I'm nervous. I never thought I'd be someone to do like a reality series type of thing. But I'm excited for people to see, you know, they see us inside the ring. But I'm excited for them to see how we are outside the ring. You know, my husband, we're like best friends and like homies. And we just try to like find the fun in everything. And he's wild and crazy. Like the guy that y'all see in the ring is who I get 24 seven. It sounds like a lot. Like all the time. <laughs> and our family is such a huge part of what we do. They're always there. So they're going to be a part of Hell it. Yeah. And um, we're just going to have fun. Like we just want to have fun with it. And, you know, bring joy and light and love and just something fun to the world and uh you know we see people saying like oh i'm gonna watch it it's like y'all better watch because we're gonna need the ratings <laughs> <laughs> uh but you're gonna get a, a mix between like just wrestling and some stuff backstage behind the scenes in our home life and take it from there <laughs> i feel like most reality shows well like when it's like a married couple they're like real dramatic, like where there's like arguing and stuff. And you two seem to have like the best relationship. I feel like it's going to be the least arguing between a couple I've ever on reality TV. Our thing is we argue, but we argue about like the the the, the dumbest, the stuff. dumbest, <laughs> smallest, silliest things, and then we end up laughing afterwards. Like, 
Yo, people are probably arguing about some wild stuff and we over here arguing because he went and worked out without me and I'm upset or, you know, he, I'm trying to count my water and he's drinking out of my water jug instead of his. Like, we're just arguing about the silliest, smallest things. Um, but yeah, we just, we just like to have fun. But we, I mean, we, we, we're just like any other couple. We go through the same things, but you know, we're just, we just want to highlight you know, the real, but also just us and our life and living this wild, crazy, fun, like never ending life. <laughs> you haven't started filming yet. Do you know how often the cameras are gonna be around? Um, so from what we know now, like Royal Rumble backstage, they're gonna be just following us all the time. Montez will probably do SmackDown on Fridays and then Live events Saturday, Sunday, Raw Monday, we'll fly home Tuesday, we'll be filming Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So it's gonna be a, a non-stop thing. Like they're gonna be with us the whole time that we're home. So you so, added another thing to be busy and with. We added another thing to be busy <laughs> at, yes. Did you, I mean, did you have any reservations about doing a reality show? Like to where even once they offered it, you were like, I don't know if we wanna open ourselves up to this. Oh, definitely, definitely. Like it's, you're opening your world up to it. and. Uh, the, like you open up your world up to the bigger world, right? And you always want to have something where you have a something for yourself. Like we give so much to WWE, and we give so much to our fans, and you know sometimes you, we do the media and we do the shows, and we're giving our best. And sometimes we go home and our family's home, and I'm like, I don't even have enough energy for my family, and I, and I start feeling guilty. And so our family already like shares us with the WWE universe, so. It's like, oh, do I really want to give that small piece that I have for myself, give that up too? Um, but I, I, it, so I had a lot of reservations with that, and I'm, and I'm very protective over our union and our, our family dynamic. Um, but we're going to pick and choose, and we're going to just show a little bit, and I see it as a way of like being able to include our family because our family shares us with WWE, so like, well, let's, in, let's include our family in this, so this is something for them too. Was it important for you though to kind of like show a positive, positive couple on a reality show kind of? Definitely, like listen, I love a good reality show. I love a good like, you know, the the love and hip hops in the Atlanta house. Like I love it, I love to be entertained. But I was like, I don't want to be the one doing the entertaining for that. Yeah, that, that's kind of why I'm asking. That, that's what I think too. Yeah. Like so, I'm like, I see some like real shady reality shows that I'm watching, you know? And they're they're amazing and I love yeah. it. Like, I binge watching, but I'm like, I don't want to be the one doing the entertaining for that. So yeah, but we want to show just a different light. And I know like, like my husband, he's like, he he's a very like romantic, person and he's very like caring and like we dress alike all the time and people are sometimes like oh did you have to talk him into him like he's the one that wants to do it you know and like <laughs> it'd be cool to show that side of like yeah being romantic is cool like being someone who's like really into like your your, your wife is cool and it's like just showing that different like dynamic of everything and so that's what we want to show and, and bring Joy, we have enough of the other stuff. We want to bring the joy. So hopefully people enjoy it. Hopefully. I, I will be watching it. I will make sure to watch <laughs> it. I really enjoyed your feud with Bailey. I thought the, the work you guys did together was awesome. Like, I felt like the last woman standing match and the ladder match were both so, they were so creative in how you guys used your surroundings to where like, it felt different than other matches you've seen like that. Mm -hmm. That that was our, our, our goal for those matches. Like, I love Bailey. Um, 
you know, I feel like she's one of the four horsewomen that doesn't get as much credit as she Absolutely. should. Absolutely. She does so much, it's not for herself, but anybody she steps in the ring with, she 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 brings the best out of them, and that's what she did for me. And I remember our um, our last woman standing match in, in particular, where I was watching a lot of like other uh, last woman, last man standing matches, and you know, you have your, your table spots, and you have like, you might have a ladder spot, you have, you know, just different, your, your chair spots, and, um, just so wanted to make it as creative as possible and make it different. And we were, I've always been able to do that because Bailey is, is amazing in the ring physically, but when it comes like mentally and like her creative mind is so amazing when it comes to wrestling. So we were able to create some like really amazing and iconic moments in the last woman standing match from the golf cart. You know, like we're in Saudi Arabia, it's women driving golf carts, you know? Like that doesn't, have been all the time, you know, so it, it was really cool to create these really fun, unique moments for these matches and the ladder match as well. Like, we, and that was our goal. So it's, Bailey's like one of my favorite competitors to go up against. Oh, she's like a genius in yeah. the ring. For sure, for sure. 100%. That double KOD you did was sick. That was <laughs> a cool you. spot. That was a cool spot. And yeah, the golf cart was so cool. <laughs> I love the golf cart thing. It was just so like, What's happening yeah. here? Like, this is wild. Like, this the last is... woman standing match. <laughs> yes. She tried to hit me with a golf cart, you know? <laughs> so. When you have matches like those where you're trying to be creative or just in general when you have big moments, do you go back and watch them afterwards? I do. Um, I used to go back and immediately, like, watch my match in the hotel room that night. I don't do that anymore because I'm my biggest critic. I always find something that I could have done better, and I end up ruining the ruining the moment for myself a little bit. So now I give myself a few days. Like I let myself, if, if the match you know went great and we're happy about it, I let myself enjoy that moment and give myself a few days, and then I'll go back and I'll watch it eventually because I'm just gonna critique it. To pe even if it's like amazing, I'm gonna critique myself to pieces and then just like, then I can't sleep and I'm thinking about this and I'm thinking about that, but I will go back and watch it. But it's certain matches that I won't watch multiple times. Like my WrestleMania 37 match, um, I've watched it, watched it once by myself and I watched it another time when I had like a playback where they filmed it. Yep. Can't watch that one a lot. It exhausts me, like emotionally. Uh, WrestleMania 38 with Becky, I watched that one twice. Um, and like, it's just certain matches where I can't watch them over and over again because it's just, I get emotional and it's like, and I get fidgety and it's just like about the end of the match and I'm, I'm like exhausted because it's just an emotional match. <laughs> yeah, oh, totally, absolutely. And I also, yeah, like you said, you being your own worst critic, like you don't want to sit there and like, criticize a yeah. match that was so special to you. Yeah. You know, it's like, what's the point? I mean, I know what the point is, but like you can do that with a match on Raw rather than, <laughs> you know, some huge match for your career. Yeah. Um, all right, we've reached the end here, but I like to end every segment, every episode of the show with a segment I call the finishing move. I've done this to you once before, so I had to change my questions a little bit. Uh, what's your least favorite move to be on the receiving end of? My least favorite move to be on the receiving end of. I would say the Riptide from Rhea Ripley. It hurts. Um, <laughs> and also, I took a belly to belly um, on the stage at Last Woman Standing Match in Saudi Arabia. That looked brutal. And I was like, I think my soul just left my body. <laughs> you could just see it flying above from I think, you. <laughs> I think it got on a flight by itself and went back to the USA and just left me. <laughs> Um, 
First class. <laughs> uh, and lastly, uh, what's the most memorable time that you've taken someone else's finishing move? I would say <laughs> Becky Lynch, SummerSlam, 26 seconds. Yeah, that makes sense. And, and you know what? They have used that picture over and over and over again of me just laying out after taking that and her just standing over top of me to the point where I printed that picture out and I hung it up in my gym. Shut up. I did, hung it up in my gym. I, I would pull up to like Rawls and it'd be right there on the billboard, on the front of the building. I was like, okay, it's all good. Everything's fine. I love that you use the picture <laughs> as motivation in the gym though. Yeah, I put it in my gym. That's crazy. Do you have other it. pictures in the gym or is it the only one? I, I have, I mean, I have like the, all my plaques. But, but like, I mean, of you in a bad way. Of, of me, and like all the other ones are like my accomplishments, like WrestleManias and the Hell in the Cells and all the premium live events. And then it's like that one right there, Becky, standing over me 26 seconds, me laid out. It's right there. That is, that explains you for sure though. Like if you be like, I've got all these accomplishments, but like that's the thing that's motivating me. Yep. Not all those accomplishments on the wall over yep. there. It's that one it's picture that right one there. right there. That's my motivation when I'm going through it in a workout. I love it. Well, thank you so much for giving me the time today. I'm glad we finally got to do this yes. in person. All right, that's it. We're done. Officially tapping out for now. Until next time, I'm Ryan Satin, and this has been Out of Care.